this is your host Tina Vesley and welcome to Talk Time. And today our co-host Sarah's with us. Hello. And the topic that we're talking about is boundaries with parents, guardians, family. Um, so that's our topic that we have this uh, on this episode. And um, one of the things I have to do is put a shout out to my son. I don't know if he'll like it or not. <laughs> I know he'll probably say something about that part too, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm me. But um, I have to do a shout out to my son, Brandon. Uh, years ago, the reason, one of the reasons why I want to do this topic is because years ago, I am thankful to my son to teach me boundaries. Now I am a true generation X yeah. person. Like yeah. that's just me. <laughs> right. I knock down any boundary there is. I don't want the rules. <laughs> no, 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 like no holes bar, I guess type thing. Right. <laughs> and you know, I'm in control. But I came, I was brought up from a family where it was my parents and grandparents lived in the same house. Yeah. You know, my mom was a teen mom. And a couple years later, she met my stepdad who became my father. He adopted me. And my grandmother was the matriarch. Mm. My grandmother fell and I, I love her to pieces. You know, she's, she has passed. A uh, fabulous woman. She was in control of her family. Yeah. I am so blessed to have her because I am able to fill my podcast with stories yes. because of life lessons. <laughs> but my in, in my house growing up, I guess you could say there was no privacy, even though mm. things were very modest. And however, yeah. um, my mom and my grandma knew everything, like everything. I understand they're intuitive. They had all that stuff about them, but... Anything that happened, they knew about. They also had solutions about. Oh, gosh. Or, you know, and... Opinion on everything. Yeah. And I have to admit, I do have an opinion and strong opinion in a lot of ways. I'm a very direct person. Mm -hmm. And that's what some people really do like about me. Yeah. But I can only imagine being my child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And I can imagine what I, you know, yeah. as, as I do a lot of life review over the past few years, you know, I am 50, mm -hmm. but, um, as I work on myself, that's the best way that I can assist my clients. Yeah. And when I went through a period of reviewing these boundaries, because Brandon literally threw it in my lap, like, wow. here you go. No mom. Like what had happened was something went, I don't remember exactly, but Something happened in Brandon's life. He just wanted to share it with me. How old was he at this point? I believe he was like 21. Okay, yeah. Um, 20 to 21 years old. He already had graduated college. Okay. He lived in uh, Denver, Colorado. But he's an adult living his yeah. own life. You know, paying his bills. Yeah. I've been blessed. I, I didn't have to do that. You know, That's he nice. didn't ask for that support yeah. in that sense. That's great. Um, but paying his bills, doing his own thing. You know, he, he did the typical thing. Like, let me call my mom and say hi. Yeah. Because we, Checked you know, in. yeah, we have a friendship. Right. And we have that parent, uh, uh, son relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, but this one day I somehow I was like, well, I'll take care of that for you or let me do that. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not ask you for that. He was just calling to express his emotions about something he was dealing with, not really looking for a solution. Yeah. Okay. And he told me straight out, um, like, listen, 
I didn't ask for that. Mm. I don't want it. And I'll ask you when I do want it. Mm. That was probably hard to hear. And I was like, what the F? Yeah. Like, how dare he talk to me that way? And in my mind, I'm like getting angry. I'm so upset and hurt. He's so disrespectful. Mm. How can he do this to me? I'm his mom. I've lived life this long. And I know what the hell's going on because I know I did it. I effed up. Right. And now I know how to do it right. So let me tell you. Let me tell you. And Mm -hmm. I'm that enthusiastic of a person. Like, let me tell you. Yeah. And, um... (laughs) thank God he's as strong as me. And it was just like, I don't believe there was like a verbal disagreement, but it was just like he, when he said it, I swear it was just like, boom, drop the mic really loud because Mm. you want me to shut up. (laughs) Anybody who knows me knows I have a hard time (laughs) not talking. And one day you'll learn about the communication episode. Yeah. Um, but it, it was being the parent, you know, having to eventually, cause it didn't just happen overnight. Right. I think Brandon was 26 yeah. by the time it sunk in somewhat mm. because I got my feelings hurt right now. Brandon's 28 going to be 29 yeah. and I had my feelings hurt for a good five to six years. Wow. Um, even though I always stayed close to my son in many ways, yeah. it was like, I can't, what did I do wrong? Oh my God. Well, my child's disrespectful. One, one way of living in life, like that's all you ever knew was having that very intimate, um, you know, personal information about your, your loved ones all the time. And then, and then you having experienced yourself, of course, you're like, well, let me just help you. That's I'm, I'm a mom. Isn't that what I'm supposed to be doing is helping <laughs> you not make the mistakes that I, I made. It should be you should be glad that you want this, right? And right. and then having your child go, no, actually, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, that's, it, that's it was like a rude awakening. Yeah. Um, I I am blessed by it because I don't think sometimes he likes it when I put a boundary up because mm. with certain things that I'm doing, Yeah. and I know you got to experience a little bit of it, but um, certain things that I do, Brandon now has the input for me. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's almost like in certain <laughs> ways that the shoe switched Yeah, feet. you're like, hey, remember those boundaries thing you taught me? <laughs> and Let's then he's apply like, it here with you. <laughs> but the, the, a nice thing that he did is Brandon said, like when I have done that to him and I yeah. love it. And it's like, he's like, oh, thank you for letting me know. Good. Yeah. And, you know, no, we're not the perfect, you know, we're not some sort of Brady Bunch family, but in a sense, because there are (laughs) two families brought together, but it's not the Brady Bunch. There's, you know, I'm a passionate person. My son's a passionate person. We're going to have a passionate relationship. We happen to be a a very expressive to each other. Mm -hmm. I am blessed for that, but I do try to give him a bit of a space. Yeah. So I... And not a helicopter mom, right. which at one time, I don't even know if they had a, a, a term for it, but I wanted everything perfect. Yeah. Um, I wanted him to have everything and anything that I didn't have. Is Maybe that's a form of OCD parenting in some ways. I don't yeah. know, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I wanted him to go to college the way I wanted him yeah. to go to college. And I wanted mm. him to do this... 
you know, and I mean, psychologically, you can go see a lot of therapists and shrinks and, and hear like, well, this is why you did that because your mm-hmm. mother and your grandmother, because your father and your grandfather. And you know what? It was him who, um, uh, really got me to, to think about it. Yeah. You know, and it was like, okay, no, I'm not comfortable with it. You know, and I guess one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode was to show both perspectives, Mm -hmm. you know, of it, because I know what it is to be that person where you feel like you're completely naked in your family and you can't do anything right. Yes, yes. You know, Mm -hmm. the thing was, I was an outspoken child. Right. Because my grandmother gave me freedom of speech, mm-hmm. which backfired on her a lot. And I, <laughs> I reminded her as a teenager, but you always told me to express myself. Right. I'm just, that's all I'm doing. Is what you told <laughs> me to do. That get tricky. <laughs> and, and so any, any of her family members, or especially her children, mm-hmm. uh, like my aunt would tell you, that uh, that was not like a way to talk to my grandmother. Like, yeah. just don't. Yeah. And I was the one that, well, the one thing was like, my grandmother had one boundary. Okay. Her boundary was you never talk about her family, mm. especially her sisters. Okay. And so, okay. like, I could, like, she could know anything yeah. about me. Right, right. <laughs> but the one thing you don't talk about in this one time was hilarious. I told her about her one sister. Oh. And so, uh, it was funny. Her and I were having a conversation. And I was complaining about my mom. This is how it started. Okay. I was complaining about my mother. I was about 14. And my grandmother said, don't talk about my daughter that way. Mm. And I said, I'm not talking about your daughter. Right. I'm talking about my mother. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I can hear that then. Oh. Which was fine. That's good. So this that same day, one of my grandmother's sisters one of her younger sisters, Mm -hmm. had um, done something rude to her. And she just got off the phone. And I had said to her, well, that was not nice. I really don't like when Aunt, and I'll say who it is, I don't like how Aunt Sandy's treating you. Mm -hmm. And she goes, how dare you talk about my sisters? Now, you were just upset over (laughs) your sister and all like that. You're like, I'm disagreeing. My grandmother's a four foot eleven Italian grandma. Oh my goodness! She and she wasn't that old, but she ran through the from the kitchen. I'm starting to run up the stairs. She never went up the stairs. She flew up the stairs, opened up, slammed open my bedroom door, and said, "How dare you talk about my sister?" And all I said to her is, "I didn't talk about your sister. I talked about my aunt." And she just walked downstairs. So that was the extent of boundaries of my family. But my mother and my aunt or my grandfather would never try that. Mm -hmm. You know, so that was far, very far few in between that I ever did that. Yeah. But she couldn't argue with me when it came to that, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. I sometimes have clients who are like in college trying to find their direction. Um, They're at home. They're trying to expand themselves. And it's like the parents are like, no, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't do that. This is what's right for you. This is what's wrong. You need to be a doctor. You should do this. Mm -hmm. Where 
you know, where they try to take the control and like force upon them here, this is the career you should have. Right. And it's hard not to listen to them when you're in that position because they have the money. They're the ones maybe paying for school for you to go do those things. They're paying for the roof over your head. That makes it difficult to go, how do I have boundaries with some of these people that I'm actually living in the same house with and making sure that I'm communicating that that these boundaries are important and and that it's important for them to respect me for it and 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 having that person because you were on the other end of it with Brandon going like oh man this is really hard to hear yeah and 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 being so talking kind of to that to that side maybe to some of the parents who who are having this generation because I'm part of that generation with Brandon too of of I've had to myself um, set some boundaries for myself of you know there's one parent I don't talk to anymore we just don't have a relationship but I'm 30 years old I'm out of the house so it's a little bit easier for me to kind of make that you know cut off right now Um, but for someone who's in the home like I wish I would have known a little bit more about boundaries when I was living at home and just learning how to communicate that with a parent who may not know how to deal with boundaries. And it, it's so hard from, like, my mother was a baby boomer. Yeah. I'm Generation X. Brandon's a millennial. Right. You know, and when you sit back and you view it, because that, that's part of my job, is it's reviewing those things. Yeah. And my grandmother's before that. You know, you're instilled with so much crap and then it's this generation and it's finally you know and this is where I do give them the millennials credit they're they're saying hey you know let's put some order to this mm-hmm. we're learning how to review for me it was going like I I am no longer comfortable talking to this person when right. when when I'm around this person they they make me feel uh like creeped out or they make they make me feel like I'm not being listened to I don't feel valued so that is one way of of when I was learning about boundaries is is literally paying attention to how does your body and your heart and your mind feel when you're talking with this person and and because we forget those things especially when it's a family member because we're like but they're my mom but they're my dad they're my brother they're my sister they're my grandma like and so our own personal feelings uh, go out the window sometimes yeah. with those people because we're like, but but they're supposed unconditional love, right? Yeah. We're, but that's not always the case. It's it's not, and it's very hard in many ways. I have some clients who are away at college, and their parents refuse to, even though they have the money, refuse to pay for their college because they didn't do what they wanted. I have one one that I'm thinking of um, relocated to another state because she really had that calling to go to this one specific college to take this one because it was the best for her. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't the plan. And the mother wanted, it has to be the school by here, you have to stay in my house because she wanted to control the daughter and her son and everybody else. And I said to the young girl, not that I'm telling you who it is or mm-hmm. however but I had said to the young girl I'm like how long have you been paying your own rent and bills she said two years mm-hmm. I said 
how long has your parents been paying for your bills or your schooling? She goes, they haven't. I had to do it. I said, okay. So, because what she's trying to do is to open up a new relationship with boundaries. Yeah. And she goes, how do I do that? Right. She goes, I haven't been to my home yeah. in two years. When I left, it was like good riddance, mm-hmm. but they communicate through, you know, right. um, video or, or text yeah, or social phone. media, yeah. You know, and it's like for her, it's hard. She's like, Tina, how do I do it? And I'm like, honestly, step by step. So maybe you're going to fly to go visit them right. and you're going to stay at the house. Make sure you have money in case you feel uncomfortable and you need to stay at a hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good backup plan. You know, yeah. she still has her room there. Mm-hmm. You know, and if she doesn't have the money, well, see if you, you know, make sure you always have a, a ticket or if you're driving, make sure you have that access where, okay, I'm done, I can leave. Right, exactly. And, you know, and, and that, the thing is, especially when when you're a parent, you, and it just depends your connection, you just want that on the average the parent wants that best and it's so hard when you don't want that and I can get that but in those cases respectfully like if she goes there and her mom starts nagging I would tell her just just say okay mom like get yourself away from that situation Mm -hmm. like I I choose not to talk about that topic right like I hear you but I I would I would like to move on from this subject it's not something I'd like to participate or like I want to talk to you about you like what's been going on with you yes yes um like I uh would recommend say you're talking to your dad because sometimes dads are the ones who are in about the schooling Mm -hmm. sometimes I mean it could be either but we'll say the dad because that wasn't in my case yeah but we'll say the dad for instance Mm -hmm. I know what you should do this is what you should do because this is what's right and then you'll have a backup and then you'll have this you know like when that really like I like I would say think of something he's doing that that you're concerned about Mm -hmm. so say on the average probably the dad has high blood pressure diabetes right or isn't taking care of himself Mm mm-hmm or isn't doing yeah, yeah overworking there could be a lot of things dad thank you for you know showing your concern i choose not to talk about that right now but i'm going to tell you what my concern is since you're wanting to know my concern is why aren't you working less yeah. because you know you're not taking care of your blood pressure or i, I saw that you had two bowls of ice cream mm-hmm. are you seeing the doctor regularly for your diabetes right right turn you know I'm not saying be disrespectful, yes. saying it loving and caringly. Yeah. And turn it around like, whoa. Because an adult would do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the thing is, sometimes what people do is they overanalyze. Oh, my goodness. When I go see my mother, she's going to do this. Or my father's going to say that. And you get yeah. so anxious. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I think we manifest it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because we're already, we're already, you know, saying it with our words. This is going to happen. Right. So I, I choose to like to look at things as a positive Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna go there I'm gonna have a good time and then swallow hard because I kind of don't believe it and (laughs) then say it's gonna be a marvelous visit yeah wow I could communicate easily with my parents I could communicate easily with my siblings Mm -hmm. I could communicate with my grandparents whoever it is exactly and you know what if it's really that bad then don't go Mm mm-hmm yep don't don't go I know I cross the line once in a while still with Brandon he's like mom this is not a topic I want to reach yeah and you know I'll step back right 
And I actually, how I get my two cents in is I say a prayer for him. Yeah. I'm like, okay, God, watch over him. Or I tell my grandmother. Yeah. I'm like, Mama, you need to watch over that boy. <laughs> right? Keep an eye on him. <laughs> but that's just, you know. But in, in my opinion, because it's so hard. Yeah. And say, for instance, okay, so we're working with these boundaries. So say all of a sudden you find out a parent's ill. Yeah. So... Now I already put up these boundaries with my parent. Mm -hmm. Now they're telling me they don't feel well. Right. And it's like, shit, what did I do wrong? How can I help them? I need to be there. Yeah. And you have to watch not to go into the cycle that they have done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, but that guilt. Because where's that boundary? They You started to separate because... Look at square one. Yes. This is why I set the boundaries. This is right. why I did this. This is why I did that. Yes. You know, you really have to look at, let me look at the thing. Yeah. This look is it. The yes. root of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they're ill, usually there's a reason why they're ill. You know, and I'm not saying like we ask to have a heart attack or of a stroke course. or cancer or mm -hmm. anything like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that. But on average, all three of those things I just mentioned mm -hmm. are due to stress and suppression of anger. Yeah. And yeah. we'll talk about that another yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. But the thing is, you have to go back to that basics. Mm -hmm. I always go back to basics. You know, kindergarten, day one. Exactly. This is why I need the boundary with my mom, mm -hmm. with my stepfather, with my this, with my... You don't have to be rude. You don't have to scream. Yeah. In some cases, the people might be loud and really want to get their opinion in there. Mm -hmm. And then you, you're you used to that yelling back or withdrawing in. Right. Yeah. Some people withdraw in and don't say anything, and then they're like that battered child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not healthy for you. So each person here has their own life's purpose, has their own life's journey. And it's realizing with what your own journey is. Yeah. And it's respecting theirs. Um, even in my case, I might only be 50, and mm -hmm. I see that, and somebody else who's 20 will be like, yeah, you're old. But, uh, <laughs> but in my 50 years, I already had 50 years of experience. Yeah. You know? So even though maybe part of like in my 20s I didn't do what my son did mm -hmm. or I didn't make those choices it's his to make that creation yeah. I, even if my son picks something like he could say he wants to backpack all around Asia right and I could sit there and hold my breath mm -hmm. if he asks me my opinion and that's how we, I, I share it with him. Right. And that's a good point of saying, uh, of maybe a good example of a boundary is like if your child is not directly asking you or, or whatever family member is not directly asking you for something, maybe don't share it yeah. until they ask for it. Yeah. When I have to say, um, because I do what I do, what I tried to do with my stepson yeah. and Brandon was... I didn't always want to tune in when they were older. Mm, yeah. Literally, my husband could tell you, 
I could stand there and know if one of them had a beer when they were 16, 17 years old. I knew if somebody tried the marijuana, you know. So I would know. Like, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Yeah. And I would get a buzz and my husband's like, he already knew I didn't drink and I don't smoke. So anything. So it would be like, okay, who's doing this? And I would tune in. So you feel the... I would feel what they're doing. Because what I did as a mom, because I raised my stepson for a while, Mm -hmm. I automatically had this bond that that I knew that they're okay. Yeah. And if something came up where they needed me, I'd reach out. But that also meant, which I didn't realize, if they were intoxicated. Right. So Jerry would laugh. I would stumble like I was drunk. Ooh. And then when he would confront his son, who didn't always get the truth, but I yep. get the truth out of him because we already know I don't drink. Mm-hmm. How can I be drunk if I'm drinking water? Right. Exactly. In the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. Like it's six o'clock at night. Yeah, we yeah. just got home. Impossible. Right. You know, Diet Pepsi at that time was not getting me intoxicated because yeah. there was no rum. Oh my god. So it was it was funny. And um, when they got older out of respect, by my choices, not by their asking, I detached. When Ryan was in the service, I still stayed tuned in a little bit, but he got married at 19. So what do you, cause this, uh, the, what do you mean by detached? What does that look like for you? For me, detaching was not tuning in easily. Okay. So I didn't ask my guides, my loved ones okay. to report back to me. I didn't mm-hmm. ask to get intoxicated yeah, yes. or high right. for no reason. Yeah. So I... It, it was like I let that part free, hmm. just like I did with Brandon. Yeah. When he went to college, I let that part free because I didn't want to know if he was smoking weed right. or drinking and like that. Yeah. You know, because when you're in college, on average, they might do something like mm-hmm. that. But with my son, probably until the day I die, I'll always still tune into how well he is, like physically or yeah. like that. Yeah. But I never wanted spirit to come say, oh, guess what? Brandon cut, you know, uh, class right. in college. <laughs> or Brian, you know, lied to the government Your and told them he's sick. little tattletales. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want them to be tattletales. So yeah. I adjusted that ability. Okay. But the thing was, I was still trying. It was like I wanted them to be their adult and their self, but yeah. I didn't. Re- and so what I had said was... If you want me to tune in, let me know. Okay. But tuning in is way different than boundaries. Right, right. I was like, that seems like another level. <laughs> it's a whole different thing yeah. because my, the funny thing, my stepson, like, uh, we're raising uh, two of my stepdaughter's uh, kids, um, my grandchildren, um, and it was so funny. My stepson, Ryan, said, hey, Zach, you have to watch Grandma because you never know what she knows. <laughs> and he goes, you decided to live with grandma. Right. So that means grandma tunes in whenever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so it was so funny because uh, Zach just had a field trip. Talk about boundaries. Zach just had a field trip. He was supposed to spend money okay. uh, and buy his girlfriend a present at the thing. Oh. And so last night I said to him, so Zach, you said... You know, you know, what did you get your girlfriend yeah. for, you know, as a, a gift from present. your thing? Yeah. He goes, oh, well, I went in there and everything was over $10 and I wasn't going to spend that much. And so I just decided not to get anything. And anyway, I don't know what she likes. Okay. So I didn't say anything. Spirit said, 
He never went in there. He was busy playing around and screwing around. Uh, and he heard somebody else say something, so he had his excuse. And I was like, uh, okay. I didn't say anything. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I just kept it quiet because I usually like them to tell on themselves. Yeah, yeah. And Jerry's like just chuckling. My husband's just chuckling over it. So this morning I woke up and I said, so, Zach, you know, when I went to the aquarium, I know that they had these dolphin pins for four ninety nine, mm-hmm. and I know they had little rings and bracelets that mm. were like string that were like eight bucks. Yeah. You could also get a sticker for like three. Mm-hmm. So, like, did you not look around the, the cash register? And he's looking at me. I'm like, like, were you really busy with your friends and you just asked somebody what the prices were? <laughs> He stopped eating his cereal, dropped a spoon, and he just looked at me. And he's like, yes, Grandma, I did not go in there. Let me give you your $10 back. (laughs) We'll commend him for still having it. (laughs) He doesn't like to spend stuff. He'll rather... I'd be buying candy the first chance I got. (laughs) He, How he looks... He's a a very humble kid in many ways, and it's like... He feels blessed at what he does have. Yeah. So it's like he doesn't have to have that extra. Yeah. But when he asked for that money for the trip, it was like yeah. he, he crossed a boundary that he had with himself because he does not ask for anything. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So yeah. he had said, Grandma, can I have some money so I could buy my girlfriend something when I go on the trip? And I was like, here you go. Oh, yeah, right. Like, you never, never asked. <laughs> like, go ahead. Right. <laughs> you know, That's but cute, I'll, of course, do that within reason. Yeah. But it was funny. But I watched where he allowed a boundary to go down. Yeah. By asking for assistance. Mm-hmm. So, and so it's not always about putting up the boundaries. It's knowing right. when to put them down. It's knowing, it's learning what your comfort is. Mm-hmm. What I was trying to teach Zachary at, you know, 14 was how to entrust and it's like it's okay like it's okay to ask sometimes the answer is yes sometimes the answer is no yes yes like if I didn't have the money I of course I would have to say no Mm -hmm. that's something my mom definitely I remember saying growing up is is I want you to feel like you can always ask to do something but yeah say it said the same thing of the answer may be yes or maybe no but just know that this is a safe space to come and ask us if you'd like to do something and make us aware of something that you'd like but we we may not be able to afford it or we may so just don't be afraid to ask yeah we had um jamie lynn had a little boyfriend for a while and um on her phone she was texting her friend daniella okay and i tried to have an open communication i tried to be i wouldn't call myself modern because i'm not trying to be something i'm not i'm me i i want to be understanding Mm -hmm. but i want her to be able to talk to me and because she does have her own walls because sometimes kids from being how they're brought up or whatever their situation is, they build up walls. Yeah. And um, she had her phone, and she's always talking to her friend, Daniela. And I'm like, that's such an interesting name. <laughs> Note to everyone, I already knew Daniela was a boy. Okay. <laughs> so, and even though I do have I was a pl- not that smart. I started hearing kids, like, like, putting the names as someone else, like, so to throw their parents off. I was like... That is so smart. I was not that sneaky. <laughs> but but you, but you know what? The thing is, I have a client named Daniela. So it is possible somebody has that name. Right, of course. Yeah, I know some Daniela's. <laughs> and so what had happened was this one day, 
for whatever reason, I had confronted her. She's like, no, see, there's this new game that we're all doing. Like, I'm Jamie. So that's a girl's name or a boy's name. So my boy, so, and that's my ex-boyfriend. And so what we did, and it's Daniel. (laughs) So I was like, okay, but see, now I'm going to have to put a boundary up Mm. because now I'm not trusting what you're doing. Right. Because you just lied. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, the, the main rule of this house for me is don't lie. Right. Yeah. I'd rather have you tell me that you stole that Mercedes mm-hmm. and ran it into the river <laughs> right. than to tell me you didn't and it was your best friend. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because that's how I was brought up. The truth is, yeah. you know, or don't tell me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's just who I am as a person. And, and, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is because when you learn how to set boundaries with other people, you yeah. have to learn what they're able to accept. Right. You know, if you're choosing, remember, key word is if you're choosing to have a relationship yes. with them. A lot of people who are brought up Christian, Catholic, Baptist, Lutheran, Methodist, they all go by the Bible mm-hmm. with that commandment that says, honor thy mother, thy father. Yes. Now, I am a reverend of non-denomination. Right. I have read the Bible, even though being brought up as a Catholic in the church I was, you didn't. Mm-hmm. It was whatever the priest said it was and his yeah. interpretation. Yeah. And I understand that commandment of honor thy mother and thy father, but honoring thy mother and thy father doesn't mean allowing you to be abused either. Yes, I'm so glad you brought this up because I was talking about this with Jade yesterday of, of that exact verse because, you know, I, I come from a family where, uh, unfortunately, my uh, parent, one of my parents was an abuser and I'll say my father because it definitely was not my mother but uh and 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 that was very confusing to grow up and and be told obey your mother and father obey your mother and father um when one parent is being abusive and so yeah I just I guess want you to speak on that of just like understanding that line for yourself of going like what is actual harm and concern and danger and what is maybe just being a little bit of a rebellious teenager and your parent is just getting on to you because they just want you to be safe and not die. <laughs> oh, and, and I wholeheartedly understand that. The first thing I would say from that reverence perspective, and I do speak Christianly because a large part of my foundation in my life was in Christianity. Mm-hmm. Even though I've studied other religions Everything from Judaism, paganism, Buddhism, Hindu, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I have a tendency of still speaking that where I know have my most knowledge. Of course. Now, in the Bible, it does, you know, it, like God tells us to honor all he created. Mm-hmm. So let's start with that one. Right, right. The first thing that God creates for you is your own life. Mm-hmm. Because without your existence, yeah. those other roles do not matter. Right. They don't exist unless you exist. Mm. So if you're not honoring yourself, if something's not comfortable to you, and I'm not saying because dad takes away your gold or platinum, you know, American Express. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm being like, you know, if your father's beating the crap out of you, I have have people that I've met whose fathers molested them, have 
killed their mother. Yeah. So many different, there's so many stories. Right. And it's not just the father, it's also on the mother's part. Mm -hmm. I have clients whose mothers molested them. Yeah. So, or allowed them to be molested. Right, right. Why would your creator, if you, you know, whoever your creator is, mm -hmm. why would your creator want you to be abused? And that's where it's coming into control of what is comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, um, in regards to honoring, like how I read the commandment, it's honor thy mother, thy father. Right. Honor means respect that they gave, you know, were a part of that life force of you coming through. Yeah, yeah. Nothing says let them beat me. Nothing says let them touch me inappropriately or let mm -hmm. me starve mm -hmm. or anything like that nothing says that yeah. so you don't have to do that yeah when I talk to somebody who has a, a parent as that is abusive that is negative I, I try to bring them back to source mm -hmm. and whatever you call your creator it's like that's your actual parent mm-hmm yeah you know, it's it's sometimes hard to remember your parents really didn't create you. Right, right. They so created true. the physical form. Right. This is a bit of a funny story. Um, and it, I'll just say it anyway. <laughs> um, so years ago, for a long time, Brandon didn't meet his biological father. Mm. Um, by his biological father's choice. Okay. Um, that was, and that is my ex-husband. Mm -hmm. um, at 16, Brandon, uh, because we, I, I went to court, blah, blah, blah. He, he wanted to spend time to get to know his biological father. Naturally. Because my husband is his stepfather, but my husband was in his life forever. Okay. <laughs> so this one day I was meeting up with my ex-husband, who I will say, you know, he had, I wasn't a battered wife. Um, and I had to meet up with my ex-husband to take Brandon. Now he hadn't had a visitation with Brandon or well, overnight, never, Yeah. but he hadn't seen Brandon and spent any time with him since he was one and a half. Wow. Now this is a person who I've seen hit his own children <laughs> and that's how I became a battered wife. Yeah. So when my son, even though he was 16, went with his father, I got nervous. Old things started to flash back to me. Yeah. And when that flashed back to me, I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to, what happens if he hits him? Mm -hmm. Well, luckily, I have family who lives this far away, and my niece and her husband live that far away, and he's a policeman, and... Like, my wow. mind went into a hundred directions. Talk about an anxiety attack. I asked for every angel and everything to watch and protect my son. I sat there. I opened up my, what do you call that, glove compartment. Mm -hmm. And I had an angel oracle deck. And I'm shuffling it and shuffling it and shuffling it. And usually what happens when I shuffle oracle cards, a card falls out that I need to know. Right. And one day I'll find this card again. I haven't looked for it. But whatever the archangel's name was, her definition pissed me off. <laughs> it said, you are your child's vessel. The ultimate parent is your creator. Mm. 
allow your creator to guide your child mm. on his or her journey. All is well because the creator loves your child more than you could ever. Right. Like more than you could ever imagine, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what you wanted to hear. <laughs> I was like, because I won't use such bad words. I'm like. What? Right. But that's not the word I use. I'm like, you're freaking kidding me. Like, no, God did not create my son. No, I was pregnant for 43 weeks. Not God. Yeah. I was pregnant for 43 weeks. I'm the one who felt everything. Yeah. I'm the one who's raising this kid. No. No, God's not, not the parent. Like, <laughs> I sat there for probably, it was probably only one minute that felt like five. Right. But I was like, no, God did not create my son. Mm -hmm. He did not. And as I sat there, because I was already frozen from anxiety mm -hmm. of him leaving his father, I swear I could hear the angels just say, so God's the ultimate parent. Mm -hmm. And I sat there and I said, oh, shit. God is the ultimate parent. Yeah. So whether I get along with my parents, my grandparents, or however, mm -hmm. you have that parental force, yeah. however you choose to call your creator, yeah. source, Buddha, Allah, God, Jehovah, Jireh, whatever. Right. That ultimate being, that beautiful light, that essence mm -hmm. is what put that spark in you. So by love, honoring, and obey, yeah. that energy that one's always there. So I tell people when your parents suck, right. go back to source. And and maybe that goes into um, kind of what we've talked about of like that love frequency and that fear frequency going back to that beginning and going, okay, are they operating out of the love frequency here? And what is the fear frequency? What does that all involve? Mm -hmm. You know, and being able to kind of pinpoint those things of like anxiety, depression, um, uh, control, uh, whatever that is of, of, of what the parent is doing on a lower frequency of going like, well, that's, they're operating out of fear because they want to have control. Uh, and, and that's, even though they're saying that they're doing that out of love, that it frequency is not love, unfortunately. Right. That, that is, that is a fear frequency. That's something that's helped me of kind of to categorize things of going like, but they do this and this, but they say they're doing it out of love. It is that love. And what is love? That is something I'm, I'm trying to figure out too. Um, it is what really is love and, and what are the fruits of that? And what does that truly look like in someone's life and how they're saying things, um, how they're treating you, um, all those things um, that have really helped me pinpoint going like, okay, this was a parent that, you know, uh, I'm supposed to love and obey and things like that, but uh, they're doing A, B, and C, which to me equals the fear frequency. Yeah. So I'm going to choose because they have chosen the fear frequency several times in my life that I can pinpoint enough to go, I, I'm tired of this same cycle of fear mm -hmm. and I would no longer like to be in that frequency with you anymore. And as soon as I made that decision to... For me, it looked like cutting off a parent at, at age 30 because I just couldn't, it, it was literally blocking my abundance and success yeah, for my life. But the love frequency in which we'll, there's a whole episode yeah. on love um, coming up, but 
in regards to, to the only way to really know what love is, is to first work on loving yourself. Yeah. And some people think it's as simple as, oh, I'm getting a mani-pedi and, you know, extensions to my hair and a way boob job. And <laughs> it, it's actually one of the first steps is learning yourself and your boundaries. Yeah. It's yeah. learning who you are and what is acceptable and not acceptable. That's one of the many phases yeah. of it. It's like, is this uncomfortable? Right. I mean, if you don't want to eat glass, yeah, are you going to eat it just because you're supposed to? Right. You that know? was a huge epiphany for me. Uh, I, I really wasn't paying attention with how I truly felt. I wasn't measuring out of like, am I really, really happy with this person? Like if I had to put it on a scale of one to ten, that's how I kind of started like viewing it like when you go to the doctor and they're like do you feel like this This, like with a really sad face (laughs) or do you feel really really happy with the happy face and I started thinking about that of of what the people I was spending time with and so anyone that was like on a six or lower Mm -hmm. I was like maybe we don't spend any more time with them yeah or it's limited or it's not necessary yeah Yeah, exactly within reason I, I totally understand um my mom and my adoptive father are both deceased after my mother died my adopted dad um who I do love yeah um he treated me differently Mm -hmm. he put up boundaries he wouldn't let me in at all I look Mm. and I sound like my mother yeah and he couldn't handle that Mm. he could only handle one conversation a month oh wow that he chose because he put up boundaries not of out of a pain right that he had, but instead of embracing me, yeah, he put up this wall for himself that he ended up dying, and he did die of cancer. Mm-hmm. He ended up dying with these large walls because he he had a problem accepting certain things that whether he did yeah. or however. Yeah. You know, in that time, I met my biological father, who some people say isn't the most positive <sighs> molecule there is yeah and I you know and I've tried and tried for years to have a relationship with someone um my biological father's a bit rough around the edges Mm. I think to say a bit is kind yeah and because he was my father and I wanted to find that missing piece of course yeah like, okay, this is what happened. Like, he beat my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, that happened. I understand my my mom went through her process, but I want to get to know him. Right. And we got to talk, but he was very honest in the beginning. And the past 10 years or so, he has done nothing but lie. Mm-hmm. And the number one rule in my book exactly. is don't lie. Yeah. Like, he told me... I didn't know he had cancer for two years oh, wow. because his girlfriend didn't want me to know. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have anything, so if he dies, it's not like there's some big inheritance that she was hiding. Right. But she didn't want me to know he was ill. That's so weird. the past two years, we've been going back and forth, and I'm like, hey. I had to ask his girlfriend. Well, she died, but I had to ask her kids, did my father have cancer? Because he one minute he had cancer, next minute he didn't, next minute he had that. And all he did was lie. And I do believe he has a part dementia. But yeah, the thing is, it's, hard to keep track. it's every time I talk to him, it's a lie. And so I haven't talked to him since 
it's either November or December because I said to my husband, you know, that relationship I'm looking for doesn't exist. Even though I'm supposed, I honor the role of him being part of that creation of this physical form. Yes. I honor that. If it wasn't yes. for him and uh, whatever it took, you know, yeah. I was that little one that could. Yeah. I wouldn't be here. Yeah. And I appreciate all that he's taught me. But the one thing of self-love and the boundary I'm putting up with myself is I'm more valuable than to have somebody lie to me continuously. Because as I permit him to lie to me, mm -hmm. I'm devaluing myself. There's one phrase that I've learned, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on it. Um, this one lady I really love from TikTok, her name's Forest Fairy, and she talks about forgiveness. Um, and that has always been a big uh, misunderstanding for me of what that means to forgive someone. Um, and she says it's not a kind act. Forgiveness is not a kind act in, in the way of, of going ju just what you had, just what you had said sounds exactly what forgiveness is in a way of going like, I'm, I'm going to accept that this is what has happened and that I love you and I understand why maybe you're, you're at this point in your life, but you're continuing to, to choose something that's not in alignment with me and my life so I'm gonna close the door on this situation but I can still love you from afar and mm -hmm. respect you and 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 love all the memories you know that that are great with us but I'm, I'm gonna no longer choose to put up with this that is what I feel like is forgiveness it's not just saying well I forgive you I forgive you every time and then continuing to allow this this energy into your life forgiveness is for yourself yes because if you don't forgive it is something that's cancerous within your body yeah. it's something that just ferments and stirs and yearns and churns and just stays there and rots right the other person most likely is going about their business and don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, mm -hmm. la, la, I'm going to get my newspaper. I'm going to Walmart. Yeah. I'm going here. They're living their life. They're living their life. You're sitting there saying, oh, my goodness, you talked to me that way. You yeah. did this to me. You abused me. You beat my mom. You did this and that. You neglected me. You did whatever it is. But inside you're going, you're allowing, you are permitting. Right. You're giving the energy. You're to giving thought. energy to all of that. And that person's like, oh, so what, Not giving, what am I going to do? Giving a care in a world no. about it. So the forgiveness is for yourself. Yeah. Like when somebody's child has been murdered or however, because right. I just had a friend of mine from school lost two cousins to being murdered. And you know, one day they'll be able to forgive the person who shot them. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's okay to do it again. Exactly. I know what you did. My, like my grandmother used to say, I could forgive, but I'll never forget. That was her famous phrase. Yeah, I like it. Forgiving is, means I'm, I'm putting an end to this. I'm not letting this ruin my life. Yep. I'm not allowing it to affect my thoughts, my feelings, and my emotions from this point forward. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to bring it back up. Right. Yeah. That so when you forgive, we, you're letting it go. Right. Whether that means we just don't talk about this and we can still have a relationship or if it's at a serious point to go, we just can't have a relationship anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's what so it looks different. Whether it's a parent, yep. step parent, child, 
Because sometimes parents have to do that with children. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it, right. it, it's just saying, you know, I, I send you with love, even if it's a neighbor that you don't like. It's like, mm-hmm. I can't, it, it's not what's in my best interest. Yeah. Because it dims your light. Yeah. And that's another form. Actually, that was a great point. Forgiveness. That is another boundary. Yeah. And where you go from that boundary is is where you go, whether it is a relationship or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the, the problem that people have, you cannot bring up over and over and over again something that someone does yeah. if you told them you forgive them. Right. Because that means you didn't. Yes. No, that means you don't have that peace. When you say... I forgive you. That means you move forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be honest about saying, I'm not ready to forgive Yeah, right now. I've told my husband that. Mm-hmm. My husband did something not that smart the, not that long ago. And I'm like, he goes, well, I'm sorry about this. And I'm like, I don't forgive you. Yeah. Right now I'm not able to. Right. But as I process it, because I have to understand it, and mm-hmm. I don't kind of understand it. Yes. So... I can't tell you I forgive you. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You sometimes have to have that processing. Yes. And it doesn't matter if it's something stupid or silly mm-hmm. or if it's something really extravagant. Mm-hmm. You know. That's honoring how you are feeling about something. Yeah. And let, letting your, allowing yourself to feel it and process it and go through it. Yeah. And then be able to go out on the other side and go, okay, maybe I'm ready to forgive and move on from it, or I'm not. I'm going to sit here and stew a little bit more for right. another year. <laughs> and, and like in that case, when Jerry had said he was sorry about something, um, and I said I didn't forgive him at this time, and he's like, but that's okay. I wasn't looking for your forgiveness. Okay. I just wanted you to know I evaluated what I did. Yeah. I am sorry I did that. Yeah. And I'm done with it. That's healthy, too. And yeah. for him, that was his boundary. It's like, okay, I already acknowledged this. Right. I already thought about it, and I want to move on from here. And he had every right to do that. And mm-hmm. I was very proud of him yeah. as a spiritual advisor <laughs> of that part. And then for myself, I was proud of me that I, instead of always saying, yeah, no, I have to process this right now. Yes. Yeah, that sounded like a very healthy conversation. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, it was interesting yeah. I was proud, like I said, I was proud of both of us mm-hmm. at that time. So yeah. sometimes I stand to the side and I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. Honesty is the best policy. It is, truly. But um, I just want to remind you all the talk time is every Wednesday. You can find it on this podcast. We ask that you hit that follow button, um, ring that little bell. And you'll end up getting reminders as to when the next podcast comes. I want to thank Sarah for joining me. Thank you. It was such a great talk. And I look forward to expanding on a lot of the topics that we brought up today. Because mm-hmm. believe me, this one topic yeah, could go deep. It could go deep <laughs> in other ways. So I know another yeah. way we'll be talking about this. Um, shout out to my son, Brandon, who I can't imagine what he's thinking. <laughs> yeah. But I love him very much. And I appreciate him for uh being a teacher of his as well as a student um and uh thank you to everybody who gave us an experience that we're able to talk about and assist everybody you can find more information about me on www.tinavesley.com 
I also have a YouTube channel and at the end of the video or the podcast, you'll end up being able to see that. But catch us next time. Thank you, Sarah. Bye.